is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Ian. Happy Halloween. I hope you have your J.H.I.E. Eagles costume. What a day. What a morning. What an evening. Oh, my goodness. This could be the longest pop. It won't be, but it could be the longest podcast that we ever do. There is too much to talk about. The waiver wire is almost secondary today, and that's my long intro. Welcome to the show. This is Fantasy Football Today. I am Adam. He is Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hey, buddy. And he is Heath. Hello, Heath. My head is exploding. I had not yet finished processing everything from last night. I know. I know. Crazy. Like, like not only did Zeke... Uh, is the suspension right now back on, but Garoppolo is on the Niners and the Seahawks got their left tackle and Jameis Winston could miss this week's game and Jordan Reed is going to probably miss this week's game and it's Halloween and we're getting ready like candy today. Yeah. Yeah, candy. Why are you not dressed up? I am. I'm wearing my high school soccer t-shirt thing. So I'm a High school soccer player, I guess. That's creepy. Okay, no, I'm not dressed up. Are you dressed up, Heath? Uh, no. I already told you my feelings on Halloween. Yeah. Uh, I will walk my son around the neighborhood and take candy from my neighbors. Good. Good for you. But uh, not happily. Yeah, and I just want to say it's very, it's very cold up here. I feel bad for the kids. I hope you bundle up. Very cold down here. Is it? Yes. Mm. Been in the 50s each of the last two mornings. Mm, That is uh, frigid. All right, enough about that. My goodness. J.J. Let's start with him, then Zeke, then Garoppolo. He's going to the Eagles for a fourth-round pick. Value up, down, or the same for J.J. I think it's like, listen, we found out like five minutes ago. So I, I process now. Yes. <laughs> I, I reserve the right to change my mind in the near future. But my initial reaction is I think it's a slight downgrade because I'm, I, I don't know that I like his chances of getting 20 touches very often. I think he's likely to have to share the load more. And so that would be a slight downgrade. Okay, Jamie, process now. Uh, I'm gonna say same, if you're giving me the option of, of, of the same. Just because I think he'll, he's on a better team. He has a, even with, uh, you know, left tackle issues, I think better offensive line. And I don't think they make this trade to put him in a timeshare. So, I'm going to say he's still going to be 15. Like, I think he takes what LeGarrette Blunt's been getting. Yeah. Yes, I think that's perfectly fair. 15 carries a game. But he'll probably do, I would say a little bit more than that. I'll say he'll probably be 18 carries a game. Hmm. That's it, huh? You, oh, yeah, okay, 18 carries, right. I was going to say 15 felt a little low just because, like, he, he's Jay Ajayi. He should be pretty good. And the offense, is, I, I want to look up the numbers right now. I mean, the offense is so much better. I don't even know. I don't need to look up the numbers. The offense is so much better. And that helps for sure. Uh, now they do have Denver this week. We have no idea what the playing time situation will be, but yeah, drop Legarrette Blunt, drop Wendell Smallwood. Smallwood's easy. I mean, you know, I, I'll take the hit for that one. That was a, I don't know what the heck the Eagles were doing there, but no, um, the fact that they they didn't play him last week, uh, maybe they knew this was coming. <laughs> so 
uh, yeah, he's he's droppable. Blunt, I I I guess you could say he's droppable. Um, and and you got to go now get the two Dolphins guys to see who's going to be. Yeah, who do you prefer? And, by, and let me just say real quick on the Eagles, uh, they have Denver this week. This is the best run defense in the NFL, and a bye after that, and it gets easier. But um, but you know, for I get think for Blunt, you know. I don't, if, I don't think you're going to be comfortable starting him against Denver, and then he has a bye, so that makes him more droppable. Yeah, so the two Dolphins guys, who do you want there? I think it's Drake and the rushing downs role and Williams in the passing downs role, but this is the regime that drafted Drake. Yeah, this so th- this would you know lend you to believe it's their guy, and he did have six carries last week, right? You know, so I would imagine he's going to be the one that benefits the most. Yeah, the snaps and touches have really favored Damian Williams all year long until last week. And last week we saw for the first time, second time this season, Drake actually played more snaps than Damian Williams did. Uh, he got half as many carries in week eight as Williams has all year long. We haven't really seen Drake do anything in the passing game, so it'll probably be a committee. But listen, I don't think Damian Williams is good. I don't know yet if Kenyon Drake is good, so I would be more willing to take a shot on Drake. Would you be more willing to take a shot on Kenyon Drake or Darren McFadden as we go to our next news item? And by the way, the Dolphins have, the Dolphins don't have a bad running schedule going forward with Oakland this week at Carolina week 10 would be difficult, but then it's mostly, you know, fine matchups going forward. I would say it's a partial, you know, it's a slightly favorable schedule going forward for the running back. So, so would you look for a Dolphins running back or a Cowboys running back? Ezekiel Elliott currently suspended for six games, but this could be appealed. So you tell me. I think if I'm looking at it right now, I'd go McFadden. Still both Cowboys guys. McFadden, Morris, Drake, Williams, in that order. Yeah, I'm going to go Morris, McFadden, Drake, Williams. But they're like McFadden and Morris are basically tied for me. And Williams and Drake basically are as well. Yeah, what's your expectation for the Dallas backfield? We've had this conversation before, but let's have it again. What's your expectation for the Dallas backfield? I do think Darren McFadden is going to do the work in the passing game. I believe it will be somewhat of a committee approach. I don't, I think there's a decent chance that Darren McFadden just is not able to ha- handle 18 plus carries a game anymore. And 30, 30 I think old. Alfred Morris is better than him. Based on what though? Well, Alfred Morris has had some good runs this season. He's looked okay. McFadden wasn't good last year. Well, he was hurt. He had 24 well, when, carries when he played, last he wasn't year. Good. He had 24 carries last year. Morris has uh th- Morris is averaging 3.5 yards per carry on 69 carries this year. McFadden had 24 yard uh 24 carries last year, averaged 3.6 yards per carry. They're both owned in about 55 to 60% of leagues. They will both be popular waiver wire ads. How concerned are you that um, you said Morris was averaging. Yeah, what your number? That was last year. He has 13 carries this year, and he's averaging 8.1. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was one last of those year. was a 70 yard right. carry. So he's yeah. what 12 for 30. 12 for yeah, right about 3.5 if you take out the good run. Okay, my my apologies. So 3.5 yards per carry last year. They neither was very good. Um. Uh, anyway, uh, what's what's your concern that these guys get added in leagues and then oh Zeke Elliott's not suspended yet? Uh, do you think Zeke plays this week? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, everything that I've read and heard is that this this was a surprising turn of events. 
But the court that he has to appeal to now is the court that overturned Brady's victory. So all the legal precedent is on the NFL side. I I know we had Amy Dash on, and I know she expected Ezekiel Elliott to to avoid suspension this year. I just want I tried to to kind of you know calm the expectations down a little bit. I think you had to play it safe with Ezekiel Elliott. You had to you know at least accept the possibility that he was going to get a six game suspension. And I, and I do think most people did that because McFadden and Morris still owned in more than half of CBSSports.com leagues. Is there any interest in Rod Smith, guys? Uh, yeah, deeper leagues. I mean, you have to just think that if the two guys in front of him struggle, yeah, why wouldn't they give him, you know, the opportunity there? All right, let's go to our next news item. The Niners acquired Jimmy Garoppolo from the Patriots for a second-round pick, and he reportedly will not play this week. That would be against Arizona. Next week is the Giants, week 10. They are 27th in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Do you want Garoppolo? This year? I think it's interesting as somebody that you keep, you don't, you're not adding him in a standard 12 team league this week, no. But I do think it's interesting as somebody you keep an eye on towards the end of the year because once he gets comfortable, they've got a few weapons on that team. In the fantasy playoffs, he has some decent matchups. Um, faces the Texans and the Titans. So, in a two QB league, add him now. In a dynasty league, if if he's out there, add him. Uh, in a standard league, you're waiting to see if he can get comfortable. The schedule the next four weeks includes a bye week, the Seahawks and the Giants. No. And you got to feel good. If they're you're they're in a probably not going to play him until after their bye week. At least that's the thought. That's my expectations too. You got to feel good in a in a dynasty league if you own Tom Brady. This probably signals a little bit more of a future for him. But what about Pierre Garçon? People are wondering if they should drop Pierre Garçon. Does this mean you want to hang on to him? I'm hanging on to him. Yeah, you okay. should hang on to him. I mean, the, the, he's there next year. So you have to assume that they want to uh, develop some level of rapport with the two guys. Okay, then. So Garçon is, might not play this week. He has a neck injury, and he will be questionable. Meanwhile, right tackle Gary Gilliam is out for the season, but the starting right tackle, Trent Brown, who Gilliam was replacing, could be back this week. But Joe Staley is not going to play this week. He's not going to go on IR. Their offensive line is banged up. Uh, Garoppolo walking into a different situation than what he walked into last year, that's for sure. Meanwhile, let's go to Seattle, where they have acquired Dwayne Brown, left tackle from Houston, who only played one game for the Texans this year, so probably doesn't do much for the fantasy values of the Texans losing the left tackle. But does it, how much does it help the Seahawks to get Dwayne Brown for, I think, quite a haul? Jeremy Lane, a cornerback, uh, a 2018 fifth round pick and a 2019 second round pick. This was a pretty big, Hall for the Texans. Um, how much does it help the Seahawks, though, now that they have left tackle Dwayne Brown? I mean, it helps. It can't be. It can't be worse. So, you know, look, Russell Wilson need they need to keep him healthy. This 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 is what the the, the Seahawks are looking at it as. Aaron Rodgers is out of the way. The 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 you know Dallas is banged up. Could be struggling for who knows how long. They see Philadelphia probably as a legitimate threat, but they're the team to beat. Right now in the NFC. So go get a piece, add to what your weakest link is, and improve on that side of the ball. Does it make you have any hope for the running backs? Does it give Rawls any fantasy value? No, they need to commit to a guy. If they can, can commit to a guy, which it should be Rawls, then we could see what one of these guys could do with yeah. 15 touches, 20 touches. 
Uh, I mean, they, they've, they've made mistakes with his backfield along the way, not committing to Carson right, right away, letting Collins walk out the door. Letting Spencer Ware walk away. Uh, letting Spencer <laughs> Ware walk away. You know, you want to go back, uh, further than that. But, um, you know, so the, neither guy has played well. Um, and CJ Procise is going to come back, which is going to make things even worse at some point. So uh, until you see it, you can't really look at them and say, okay, I have to have this guy on my roster. All right. So Jameis Winston could miss this week's game with the shoulder injury. They're at New Orleans. Jordan Reed not expected to play this week. Vernon Davis certainly going to be somebody to take a look at. He's 27% owned. In the one game without Jordan Reed, he had five catches for 58 yards and a touchdown against Oakland. And Seattle has been okay against tight ends this year, but they don't lock down tight ends like they lock down you know, running backs or wide receivers. Uh, let's go to the waiver wire parties. By the way, Dave was going to be on the show today, and then he had a dart to write a story about Jay Ajayi. So uh, we miss you, Dave. But he sent me some IDP players for you to – IDP players is a little redundant – for you to pick yep. up this week. <laughs> it's like uh, half-point PPR, IDP players. But anyway, let's do our top three waiver wire priorities and start with quarterback. And who did I give quarterback to, Heath or Jamie? Me. Jamie, who are your top three quarterback priorities? Uh, it's a stellar group this week. <laughs> um, Josh McCown would be one. I mean, look, it's it's hard to deny the way he's played. Um, you gotta you know think that he in, in a week where Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers are off, he can be a potential top twelve guy for you. So he's number one. Jacoby Brissett. The Texans defense has fallen apart and he played well last week against Cincinnati. I imagine he can have similar type production, 17 to 19 points. I don't know if he'll break the 20 point threshold, but I think he'll be good for two quarterback leagues. And then the third guy, it's a desperate situation, but I would take a shot on Jay Cutler. The Raiders are playing their second straight road game. They have not been good against, you know, opposing quarterbacks really for the majority of the season. So I think Cutler can get you 16 to 18 points and be in that two QB conversation. All right, you're looking at McCown Thursday night against Buffalo. Jacoby Brissett, uh, he is facing Houston, which allows the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. And Jay Cutler, Sunday night game at home against Oakland. Um, Brian Fitzpatrick at New Orleans, would he factor in at all? If Winston's out. I'd be surprised if Winston was completely out. But as we get closer to the end of the week, then yes, if Fitzpatrick does start, I would probably put him not ahead of McCown, but probably ahead of the other two. Ahead of Brissett and Cutler. All right, I got other names I'll throw at you later on in the show. Let's go to running backs, Heath. Who are some running backs you want to pick up? It's uh, Alex Collins with a bullet at the top for me at 49% owned. He was fantastic on Thursday. He's been fantastic whenever he's touched the ball this year. They gave it to him 20 times if you're counting rushes and receptions and they said we're going to continue to give Alex Collins more work so that's that's all I needed to hear he should be 100% owned after today and then it's the Dallas running backs I I'm putting it Alfred Morris 1a Darren McFadden 1b I understand why people are making Darren McFadden 1a the odds are listen these guys are 56 and 60% owned they're probably not both available in your league go get the one that is do we expect Leonard Fournette to play this week Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's why Chris Ivory is a little bit lower down in the uh, priority list. Um, and it's hard to say that it would be Ivory fully because they talked up Yeldon after the game. Right. Yeah. When he played well two weeks ago. And also, I'll say that like Orleans Darkwood just missed the cutoff, but I would put him ahead of the Dallas running backs. Really? He's got a good schedule coming up. Um, I think he's going to get the work. I I'm a little nervous that 
the Dallas running backs and the Miami running backs are going to be disappointments. They're going to probably cannibalize each other a little bit, you know, so that that's going to be somewhat frustrating. I do think, though, that if one guy takes the lead, now I would take McFadden over Morris just because I think fresh legs, if you could say that for a 30-year-old guy. but um, <laughs> He's going to have fresh legs for about a quarter. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just think that this offensive line is clicking right now. So if they do commit to one guy, that guy could be – I just said this on one of our video shows. If If you pencil in – Elliot as a hundred yard guy every week. I would say if there's a second guy, he's like a sixty-five to seventy yard guy. How much fab would you spend on on Alex Collins first? If I was desperate at running back, pretty close to all of it. Yeah, I'd say at least twenty percent. You know, if you're looking good and you don't need Alex Collins, you know, don't blow it completely. Don't blow your your fab budget completely. But you want to try and get him. I mean. You know, there's still flaws here. This is still, they still have their bye week. There's still a bad offensive line. He's still losing touches to Allen. Yeah. We only just started to see him in the passing game last week and he has no touchdowns. So I don't know if he's a savior. It, yeah. and, and the way I, I read, I wrote the waiver wire column. If there was one Dallas guy, like if, if we find out, if your waivers don't run till the end of the week, for example, if we find out Wednesday, Thursday, McFadden's running with the ones or Morris is running with the ones, that guy I think is better than Alice Collins. Really? If there was one guy. If the, well, running with the ones, yeah, but that doesn't mean that, that the other guy would be completely eliminated. Right. That's, I, I, let me rephrase it. If we found out come Wednesday or Thursday that, you know, uh, Todd Archer from, uh, from ESPN covers the Cowboys, um, friend of mine. If he, if he reports, McFadden is the starter. Mm-hmm. In other I think words. I would rather have that first. Right. If you're getting the same amount of carries from Alex Collins as you are from the Dallas running back, you're gonna prefer the Dallas running back. Yes. Heath, would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. I I don't think that'll be the case, but yes. For the record, the yeah. Alex Collins does not have a great matchup this week. Tennessee allows 3.4 yards per carry to running backs, but he yeah, really he's still. I don't know where he is for you. He's like top 15 for me. He has. Yeah, oh, he's de- he's definitely top 20. He's ahead of any Dallas or Miami running back. Yeah. It hasn't mattered for Collins. Like the the Dolphins had a good run defense. He's been really good in almost every matchup in terms of a per carry basis, averaging six yards per carry. He's the Irish dancer. Um, all right, so we've got Alex Collins. We got the Dallas running backs. How much, real quick, and Fab, would you spend on the Dallas running backs? Fifteen uh, percent. Yeah, at least for okay. either one. Again, if both are available, I'm going to take McFadden. Heath will tell you to take Morris. Uh, you know, it's just whatever you think is going to happen. All righty, Matt Forte, seventy-nine percent owned. Would you want him in PPR? Uh, potentially, but I think it's going to get messy. You wonder how it's going to work after he complained last week. And we'll come back and talk about Darkwa later because he does have the Rams and the Niners in his next two games, and those two teams allow the most fantasy points to running backs. Heath, I do think the Rams are a lot better than that, though. They're starting to show it, in my opinion. I think they are better than that. I don't think they're a lot better than that. All right. And San Francisco, I don't think, is better than that. So, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting for Darkwa. He's 67% owned. Now, how about wide receiver? This was supposed to be Dave. Jamie, why don't you step in and tell us uh, the wide receivers, top three wide receivers this week. It's not a great group, but it's not horrible. Um, I'm still a little bit of a toss-up between um, Paul Richardson and uh, and Robbie Anderson. I like clearly the quarterback situation for Richardson better. His big play potential has been on display the last couple weeks. Um, Anderson had the two-game stretch of you know at least the one 12-target game. But... Um, you know, he still has his bye in front of him, so I'll put Richardson first, and then Corey Davis is third. 
If you need somebody for this week, though, Jeremy Macklin certainly is appealing. And I think Tyler Lockett needs to be up there, too. He's playing really good football. Yep. I, I love Lockett and Richardson this week against Washington if they're going to try to shut Norman, put Norman on Baldwin, which I don't know if with him going inside. No, Norman really happen. hasn't moved very much. So. Yeah. Now, I think the wide receivers can be broken down into two different groups. The owned in less than 50% of leagues or 60% of leagues, uh, which is what Jamie just gave you, Robbie Anderson, Paul Richardson, Macklin, and, and he'd said Tyler Lockett. But then there's the available in shallower leagues group, which is probably a lot more exciting. I mean, that makes sense, but it's not always the case. I mean, like Alex Collins is the most exciting running back, but these wide receivers – Juju Smith-Schuster, Sterling Shepard, Marvin Jones, Mohamed Sanu, Richard Matthews, Alan Hearns. These guys are pretty appealing. Maybe one or two of them is on your waiver wire. Smith-Schuster, Shepard, Marvin Jones, Mohamed Sanu, Richard Matthews, Alan Hearns. Jamie, what's your overall thought on that group? Certainly much better. Um, you know, I mean, if you can, uh, if you can, um, you know, find those guys avail- uh, out there for you. Shepard is, uh, you know, set up to get a ton of targets and, and clearly has a, a good opportunity in front of him if he's healthy. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's proving himself with an increased role. And, you know, we've been saying it for a long time now that the Steelers second half schedule, especially with all the home games, is nice. Uh, Marvin Jones, you know, is starting to play much better when the targets have been there for him. And the same thing with Sanu. So, uh, Matthews and, and Hearns are kind of, I, I think, more along the lines with the guys in the second group, mm-hmm. but you know they've they've had their moments. Well, if Corey Davis can't get healthy, then Rashard Matthews' value is going to be very consistent. I think the rest of the way. Juju Smith-Schuster, if he's out there on waivers, how would you rank him with Alex Collins and the Dallas running backs? Still behind. Yeah, behind. Is there any other running back you take ahead of Juju? No. No. Not a Dolphins guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I don't think I would. Probably not, but again, it's kind of case specific. Right. And, and it's, it's, it's a similar th- thing. If, you know, if Adam Gase comes out today and says, Kenyon Drake's our guy. Mm-hmm. We're going to roll with him or Damian Williams is our guy. Waivers are going to take, worth- waivers are going to take forever tonight. And not only that, like we could have more trades. Frank Gore could get traded. So Marlon. Uh, Matt- yeah, there's, uh, there's already been a tweet from, uh, Armando Salgir. So, Zagiro, saying the Dolphins may not be finished yet. Jarvis Landry is available for the right compensation. Wonderful. Boy, Adam Gase was really pissed off last week. My goodness, getting rid of everybody. All right, tight ends. Top three tight ends this week, Heath. Top three tight ends. I I don't – like, I want to qualify this. Jack Doyle is clearly the top guy to go get at tight end. He has a good matchup against a Houston defense that just gave up two touchdowns to Jimmy Graham. He just got 14 targets. You can never scoff at that for a tight end. But the qualification is just rewind to a month ago when he, Jacoby Brissett's first start, Mm -hmm. he gets eight targets, catches all eight of them, and then he has a matchup coming up against the Browns, and we got so excited (laughs) about Jack Doyle, and he caught like four passes in his next three games or something. Right. So, yes, Jack Jack Doyle's the right answer. I don't know that Jack Doyle is going to be a long-term number one tight end. But he's the right answer this week. Vernon Davis, if Jordan Reed is out, and they are talking as if Jordan Reed is going to be out. So Vernon Davis would be my second choice. And then I'm I'm going to stick with Benjamin Watson. 
So uh, interested the top two, Doyle, Davis. That's how you have it ranked as well, Jamie, right? Doyle first, Davis second? Yep. Okay. Uh, Davis is at Seattle. Doyle is at Houston, as Heath mentioned. I, I think I'm going to double-check this right now. This stat's going to blow your mind. Jack Doyle has the third most catches at the tight end position. <laughs> He's been great. I mean, you know. Occasionally. Huh? <laughs> Occasionally. Well, Three weeks I mean, in a row with PPR, he's been very good, and he's only yeah. two catches behind Travis Kelsey, who it's Kelsey forty-four catches, Ertz forty-three catches, Doyle forty-two catches, and then Gronkowski fourth at thirty-four, way behind the other guys. I mean, look, I, I was I was excited about Jack Doyle in the summer because I thought him stepping into the number one role with Dwayne Allen gone, mm-hmm. he was one of my favorite breakout candidates, and then the luck injury, you know, I think scared a lot of people off. And now that you're getting this production, you know, there are people that added, dropped, you know, drafted, added, dropped, uh, you know, Doyle all along the way. I think you can feel comfortable with him until he, you know, gives you a stretch of, of performance otherwise. And DSTs. Jamie, uh, how about some DSTs for week eight? We're in week nine. We're in week nine. How about week nine? Well, week eight, the <laughs> Ravens are going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, good call. I think I look at the Cardinals against the 49ers with, uh, you know how bad they've performed and the injuries on the offensive line. That'd be my favorite. Um, the Titans against the Ravens, if Ryan Mallett is the starter, even if Joe Flacco's the starter, but the Titans coming off their bye week should be good. Um, the Giants against the Rams, uh, you know, they should be healthy from the Giants' perspective. I believe, um, I believe Olivia ran in practice yesterday. I didn't see for sure, but that'll certainly help. And the fact that the Rams have to play across the country. But the Rams have the highest scoring offense in the league. Yes, but I, I also think that the Giants defense, I mean, you know, part of that is the 49ers game, you know, for them when they face, you know, good defenses. You saw what they did against Seattle. You know, Goff got turnover prone and again, the, the fumble early in the game for Gurley, but. Well, which defense do you like better? Cause the, the Rams DST is actually 67% on their. I, 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 I do like the Rams DST better, yeah. but, uh, I would still take a flyer on the Giants and I would take a flyer on the Lions. Uh, 48% owned. They get to play, uh, Brett Hundley in his second start. It is in Lambeau again, but, you know, he struggled in the first start. Ooh, I was wrong. The Rams no longer are the highest scoring team. Guess who is? Houston. Houston. Did you know that? No. Oh, I just guessed it correctly. Very, very so good I guess guess. I did know it. I just didn't know that I knew it until you asked me. Very nice. Very good guess. Uh, I'm sorry. So we have, uh, the, we have the Cardinals, the Titans, the Rams if they're available, the Giants. Did you say anyone else? We can go for Lions. Lions. Okay. What's the Saints ownership percentage at now? 73%. Okay. Right, I like them better too. I, I, yeah, I, I like them a lot yeah. this week. Yep. Actually, you mentioned the Lions. It's not the Lions are actually set up for a nice little run here. They've got uh, they've got Green Bay this week, then Cleveland, then Chicago. Those are two of the four worst teams in terms of fantasy points to DSTs, and then Green Bay, like they could be the worst with Hundley. Who knows? But Green Bay, Cleveland, and Chicago in their next three games, the Lions are forty eight percent owned. That's a pretty good look at the waiver wire. We will do more later. Here are some uh IDP guys from Dave. Carlos Dunlap and Mario Addison on the defensive line. Dunlap and Addison at linebacker. Joe Schobert, Christian Jones, and Wesley Woodyard. And defensive back, Adrian Phillips, Byron Jones, Marshawn Lattimore, and Kurt Coleman if he's healthy. Adrian Phillips, Byron Jones, Marshawn Lattimore, Kurt Coleman if healthy. Those are some good, uh, those are some good names. And last week, Dave got me a little Hayes Pillard. Dave, uh, came through with the IDP 
last week. So good stuff. And and I want to read an email, guys. I don't want to give the guy's name just just in case his wife is listening. But he an email from Anonymous. He wrote, what's the flower company you guys recommend? Need to get me out of the doghouse. Thanks, guys. And yes, that is a great email. And that flower company is Pro Flowers. You got another delivery of uh, Pro Flowers last week, right? In the yes. office? Yes. Yes, very nice stuff. Uh, I've personally bought Pro Flowers for my wife. Just, you know, just one of those days that I'll do something nice. And I'm going to save 20% on all bouquets of $29 or more. Pro, uh, Pro Flowers does a really nice job. Go to ProFlowers.com and the promo code to use is F. FT. This is the perfect gift for anyone excited about the fall. Long-lasting bouquets in your favorite fall colors, and we're getting into winter too, and there's there's never a bad time for some flowers for your girl or for whoever you want to get your flowers for. Uh, our listeners get 20% off any of Pro Flowers' unique bouquets of $29 or more. These are guaranteed to stay fresh for at least seven days or your money back, and you can control the delivery date. You can put a nice little note on the card and everything. Uh, you're really going to like it. So you need some flowers, 20% off any bouquet of $29 or more, dollars. proflowers.com. Our promo code is FFT. Again, that's proflowers.com, and the code is FFT. Well, we have some football games to talk about. We've got some big news, too. Oh, you can't. Two more breaking news items. Sorry, oh. this day is absurd. Go for it. Uh, one, John Makota, and I'm just going to say everybody's last name wrong so that nobody can be mad about it, from the Dallas News, just tweeted this morning, Jerry Jones said on 105.3 The Fan, Alfred Morris will get more carries, but Darren McFadden and Rod Smith will get more work, too. Okay. Good to yes, know. Uh, 17 minutes ago. So, and then Jeremy Curley being suspended. So, monster day of news. Jeremy Curley being suspended. Now, usually well, this, we lead the show certainly. with that. Huh? Usually we lead the show with Jeremy Curley's suspension, but not today. Not today. That's a joke. Ha ha ha. Very funny. Nobody cares. Okay. Jamie, what were you going to say? No, I mean, this, this is the clarity we were looking for. So, Alfred Morris is, uh, is the one to prioritize. Okay. Jamie, I will, I will now trade you Alfred Morris. You lost Zeke in that league. I'll give you Alfred Morris for Michael Crabtree. Wow. No. <laughs> Didn't think so. Pittsburgh 20 and Detroit 15. We got Sunday night and Monday night to talk about. Any major takeaways from this game, fellas? Um, Denver stinks. How about Pittsburgh and Detroit? That's not the game he asked yeah, you about. Pittsburgh and Detroit. We might be a little distracted. Uh, I, I'm still on board with Ben. I just wanted to say Denver stinks. Why does that matter? <laughs> what we're talking about? They do stink. That is true. I thought uh, I thought Stafford had a chance for a good game. He threw for 423 yards, but no touchdowns. Only seven. He just had some bad luck. Points. He had a good game. He did. He played really well. Yeah, uh, Ben's not right. Like I know it's kind of masked by the fact that he threw a 25-yard pass to Juju and Juju took it for a 97-yard touchdown, but he was not good in that game. He also had a touchdown pass dropped by Darius Hayward Bay, so that would have been 24 well, fantasy. That's points. what you get for throwing the ball to Darius Hayward Bay. It's true. It's true. Well, they're on a bye. Are you willing to drop Ben Roethlisberger? He comes back at Indianapolis, Tennessee, Green Bay in his next three games after the bye. No. Here's the thing. I Like, with his schedule, I understand why you wouldn't want to drop him, and I agree that you could end up looking stupid by dropping him. But 
this is a monster waiver wire. It may become more of a monster in the next couple of hours if there's another trade. Um, but, I mean, of the guys most likely to go, if Frank Gore gets traded, Marlon Mack. He's available in 25, 30 percent. Yeah, I mean, of you're going to go get him. If, if Alex Collins is out there and I've got running back issues, I'm dropping Ben to get him. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'd I, drop him for the yeah, Dallas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, like, there's a lot of guys I would drop him for, I guess is what I'm saying. Yes, but I, I don't think you're dropping him. Like, I would drop Philip Rivers before I'm dropping Ben Roethlisberger. Rivers has two brutal games coming off of their bye week. Yeah. And he's okay. been just, just as bad. Then again, if you have Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger as your quarterbacks, you might have already quit. No, 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 but I, I think, you know, if you're just talking about guys yes. that are, that are owned, I, I agree with you. I mean, look, if, if you have to make a move, then you're, you're, like, I, I have a league where I have Watson and Roethlisberger, and I, I wanted to see how Watson would do against the Seahawks and just to see how this was going to play out over the next couple weeks. I started Roethlisberger this week. Dummy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you might drop Roethlisberger in that league. Oh, I'm done with Roethlisberger. Right. But if you need, if you're weak at quarterback, like, I just, I'm not sure you can afford to do it. Cause yes, it is a great waiver wire week. It's not a great waiver wire week at quarterback. And it rarely right. is like, anymore. Right. Like, in another league where I have Ben, I'm just going to stash him and hopefully pick up McCown. Are you willing to drop a Mir Abdullah for a Cowboys, for Alfred Morris, for yes. Alex Collins? Yes. Yeah, I think you have to. It's disgusting. For Kenyon Drake? Yes. No. No. All right. Amir Abdullah, you failed me with your three fantasy points. I needed five. You gave me three. I lose. Kansas City 29, Denver 19. Jamie, what do you have to say about Denver? Uh, They're not good. <laughs> no, they might change quarterbacks, too. Oh, that'll help. That Listen, they do not have a good quarterback on the roster unless Chad Kelly is healthy. <laughs> or they signed Brian Hoyer, which doesn't sound like it's going to happen. No, no, and there's there's no other quarterback out there they could sign that would be better than everybody on their roster. Uh, there might be. No, there is. I was really uh, disappointed that Devontae Booker got the touchdown because it could have been a good game. All three running backs in this game. You were disappointed. I I was grief stricken. Why? Yes, uh, because I I thought C.J. Anderson was going to have a great game. Oh. They stuck with the run. They did. He was very good on a per carry basis. Seventy eight yards on fifteen carries. They all were good. All were good. Why? I, I, all he needed was that touchdown, and it would have been a great day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It goes now. He's now uh, 13 road games. This upped his average a little bit on the road. So he came into this game 13 road games over the last three years, averaging four fantasy points a game. And now he's what five and a half. <laughs> Let me. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but this was disappointing. But they did run the ball well. And would you rather, if you own C.J. Anderson and you wanted to handcuff him, do you think it's Charles or Booker? Uh, I think it's Booker. Booker is more of the direct replacement. Yeah. Okay. Charles, I think, is still going to stay in his role. Right. Yeah, I think he could have had a big day, too, if it wasn't for that fumble. He they was, all, they all could have. Yeah. They, I mean, they all averaged over four yards a carry. Over 4.9. or 4.9 or better. But I guess the thing is, like, I feel like C.J. Anderson was a good call, and I was wrong because of dumb luck, and A.J. Derby was a terrible call, and I was right because of dumb luck. <laughs> so I'll, I'll take the trade. Now, the question is, was it dumb luck, or is Devontae Booker legitimately their – inside the 10-yard line guy because that was not the only time he was in in those situations. It seemed like if I had a guess, I think Booker definitely got the most snaps inside the 10. I don't know what that means going forward. You just never know. But it was a disappointing development. Earlier in the game before this Booker touchdown, Booker got an opportunity and uh, didn't score. And they took C.J. Anderson off the field. But C.J. Anderson also played in some of those situations. So it's it's kind of like the Patriots, like, Deion Lewis, sometimes he gets work there, but usually it's Gillisley. You just never know. 
Um, is Demarius, if I offered you right now Demarius Thomas for your Devontae Parker, who would you take? Demarius. Demarius. Because of injury or because you think that Demarius is better per game? Demarius is better. Yep. And the Dolphins offense just got worse. And I'm like, I know that we're all down on Trevor Simeon this morning, but I'm not sure that Demarius has a worse quarterback than Devontae Parker does. Can I give if you Lynch uh... is, If Lynch is right, he could be better than what the Dolphins have. If Osweiler, you know, gets some magic back in Denver. <laughs> has a, has a, changes bodies with someone. <laughs> Alright, you know uh... what? Devontae Parker's on the dropometer, so we'll talk about him later. I have a good stat on him. Got a text from a buddy who is just, Furious with Kareem Hunt, 22 carries, 46 yards. Thinks he's on the, you know, thinks he's getting burned out right now. Wants to trade Kareem Hunt. I would love to trade for Kareem Hunt. Are you guys concerned at all? Uh, not particularly. I didn't think he was going. Nobody really thought he was going to keep up the pace he had the first three weeks of the season, right? And do that against Denver? No. Right. I mean, this this happens. He's a he's a number one running back. This is definitely the best run defense in the NFL. And right. this is five straight games without a touchdown for Hunt. He had six touchdowns in his first three games. So I guess that's just the way it goes. And I was surprised that Tyreek Hill was started in 89% of leagues. It didn't work. He threw an um, interception. No, it didn't work. And I understand why it was. Like, I was down on Tyreek Hill, but I think I still had him in my top 24 wide receivers. It was just difficult to get away, and he'd had good games against Denver in the past. I would like to give credit to the person that's been in my mentions on Twitter about this, but I can't find it, so sorry. Thank mm. you for whoever says it. Really weird home road splits for Tyreek Hill. Yes, very strange. He's played four games at home this year. He has 16 catches for 150 yards, which is terrible. 22 catches for 403 on the road. That It is weird, and uh where's their next game? It's at Dallas? No, it's at sorry. Dallas. Yeah, we're going to be starting Tyreek Hill again. Dallas. Um, and just so you know, this was kind of last year as well. He only had 18 catches last year in eight home games. Mm. Okay, very strange. News and notes. Corey Davis was limited in practice. They've got Baltimore this week. Delaney Walker missed practice Monday. Danny Woodhead could be back in week 11, so maybe someone to stash. Uh, Joe Flacco could play this week, but we're not sure. And Alex Collins should get more work, as mentioned. A lot of Ravens news. Devontae Freeman has a sore shoulder. He should be fine. And the Chargers are getting linebacker Denzel Perryman back next week. That's a good guy in IDP as well. Uh, Linebacker Denzel Perryman next week. They have a bye this week, and Perryman should be back next week. Do you expect the following players this week? Charles Clay? No. Nope. Kenny Galladay? No. Uh -uh. Devontae Parker? Yes. Sure. Emmanuel Sanders. Not yes. so. Oh, yes? That's at least the word coming out of yesterday was that he expects to return this week. Okay. Mike Wallace. Yes. All right. Yep. I wanted to do something fun today because it's Halloween. Unfortunately, like this most jam-packed show. I think we're going to do it anyway. We're going to do a draft. A three-person draft of three or four rounds. Who wants the first pick? I'll let you guys decide. You want anybody? You do that today? Right now. It's going to take okay. two minutes. Rest of season? Draft? You just It's a draft. What, which okay. Pick? It's a snake draft. I will take the third pick. Jamie, you want first or second? I'll just give me Le'Veon Bell and go to two. Okay, it's not a it's not a player draft. It's a Halloween candy draft. Ready? Here we go, real quick. Sure. All right. Jamie, first pick. 
M&M's. What flavor? Plain. M&M's, okay. I'll take the second pick, peanut butter cups, Reese's peanut butter cups. Heath? That's a very good pick, Adam. Thank you. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go mini Snickers. Mini Snickers, you have two picks here. Oh, um, I'll go mini Snickers and... Oh, man. Kit Kat. That's a good one. I always forget about Kit Kat. I am going to take a Take 5, most underrated candy that you've never heard of. Take 5 is my is the fifth overall pick. Jamie, you're on the clock with M&M's. Three Musketeers. Don't like it. Not a good pick. Mm. Uh, what else you got? You got back-to-back picks. Um, I'll take peanut M&M's. Peanut M&M's? Very nice. Yeah. Now, do I take? This is our last round. Do I take peanut butter M and M's? I already have the peanut butter cups. I'm going to go with Skittles. He's the, um, he's I'll, the take, last pick. I'll take uh, Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Okay, that's a, that's a good candy draft, guys. Congratulations. I wanted to spend more time on it, but that would be irresponsible today. Let's go to the dropometer. Uh, Andre Ellington and Adrian Peterson. Zero to <laughs> Don't ten. Don't drop Adrian Peterson. He might be a top ten running back this week. He is top ten running back this week. Uh, Ellington, I'd like, like, you can drop him for most of these exciting guys in the waiver wire. So I'll say seven, but I wouldn't mind holding on for one more week just to see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't drop Peterson. This is, uh, from David. Devontae Parker, zero to ten. Um, three. Four. Uh, I just want to tell you that his first three games, Devontae Parker was on pace for 96 mm-hmm. catches, 1,200 yards, five touchdowns, 150 fantasy points, uh, which would have made him the number 11 wide receiver last year in standard scoring, and even much better in PPR. So there's no chance I'm dropping him. He's Devontae Floyd. He's Devontae Parker. Like You guys were third-year breakout, third-year breakout, here it comes, and we got yeah, I'm it. I'm not giving up on him yet. Yeah, don't give, don't at all. No, no way. But uh, the rest of the tweet said 10-team half PPR as well. I don't care. I mean, no way am I dropping him. He's. I'd rather have Smith-Schuster. I'd rather have Marvin Jones. I'd rather have Sterling Shepard. Yep. Mm, okay. Uh, from Christopher. Willie Sneed. Yeah, gone. 10. 10. From Justin. Pierre Garçon. Zero. Eight. Ooh. Okay. What, what, what are you hoping for at this point? Um, I'm hoping that in two weeks, Jimmy Garoppolo is a starting quarterback, and he's better. They're on a buy in two weeks. Okay, three. Yeah. I mean, look, that, that could happen, but. You'd rather have Parker than Garcon? Yes. Yeah, I would not. How about, uh, who else did he? Oh, Jordan Matthews. Yeah, gone. Nine. And Josh Doxon. Five. Yeah, yeah. I I'll say the same thing I said on Parker, whatever that was. Four. Okay, let's go to Devin Funchess. Only two games with more than six points in standard, and uh, in his last three games, he has eight fantasy points combined. Devin Funchess is ninety-four percent owned. Where is he on the dropometer? Five. Three. Really? That's it. I'd rather have Funchess than than Doxon. He's getting more targets. Would you rather have Funches than Robbie Anderson or Paul Richardson? I would not. No. Okay. Uh, this is from Nick. Rob Kelly. Uh, 
seven. Yeah, that's yeah, it's, I might say six, but that offensive line does not appear to be getting healthy to its fullest. Yeah, anytime soon. And look at the matchups at Seattle and Minnesota in the next two games. The uh, the one thing that Kelly has going in his favor is that Chris Thompson has three fumbles this season. So maybe they dial down the carries a little bit for Thompson. He's their only good offensive player besides Kirk Cousins. Like he could fumble every ten times he touches the ball and still be better than anybody else. Oh, he is. I but I just think that maybe the carries go to Kelly. Thompson's still going to be their leading receiver or whatever. But okay, from Tim Terrell Pryor, I liked him better in see no evil, hear no evil, rather than see no passes, catch no passes. <laughs> One hundred and fifty. That's pretty good. And finally, Isaiah Crowell, guys. He just had uh, his best game of the season. I know, but now he's got a bye, and he had one good game this year. So Isaiah Crowell, zero to ten. Five. I mean, I'm not holding him if I have the chance to get any of the Cowboys or Dolphins guys right now, just to see what happens. I guess that's true. I'll say four. Okay. Uh, I said finally on that, but I'll actually go finally on this: Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson. One or two. Yeah, I'm not dropping him yet. There's a chance after this week that that number's going way up. Mm-hmm. Well then, back to the waiver wire, and we'll just kind of pick up the scraps because we did cover most of it. Waiver wire quarterbacks, refreshing your memory. Jamie likes Josh McCown the best. Now, this is a, a Bills defense that's been good against quarterbacks, but you see that they've allowed 300 yards to a passer in three straight games, Jamie, so you're more optimistic this week? It's a short short week, and I don't know if they're getting Poyer or Gaines back. And so uh, I'll say what I what I said Sunday morning. If the game was in Oakland, I would have said Derek Carr is going to have a big day. And maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't. But I think circumstances played a part in how they performed against Oakland in that game. Um, on the road, early start, weather, all those things. This is a game in East Rutherford, New Jersey for the Jets. Um and so I, I think with the way McCown is playing, will he be 22-plus points, which he's been each of the last three weeks? No. Will he be 17-plus points, which he's been each of the last four? That's probably closer to where I think he will finish. And you'd so start him over Matt Ryan, right? Low-end starter. Huh? You'd start him over Matt Ryan? I would start him over Matt Ryan. I would start him over Kirk Cousins. I would start him over Jameis as of now because Jameis makes me nervous. Um, so there's three guys, you know, that – you probably would be starting most weeks. Cool. And so after McCown for Jamie, it's Jacoby Brissett and Jay Cutler. But those guys, I mean, you don't really want to have to go to them. Like, would you start? I, I, yeah, actually, Brissett is my favorite streamer this week. Is he? More okay. than McCown. More than McCown. Hmm. And, and do you have Brissett over Cousins and, and Ryan and guys like that? Um, over a few of them. I'm not – let me just pull it up. And this will change over the next couple of days. But I would definitely rather start Brissett than Cousins. Ah, you know the interesting one is going to be Carson Wentz against Denver. Yeah, I now I have Wentz and Brissett back to back. Yeah, I mean I'm just Brissett really hasn't been good. You know, last week he had 19 fantasy points. I think that's the second best game he had all season. So. It's a tough call. Good matchup. Yeah, it's a much much better matchup, that's for sure. Uh, and then Jay Cutler is, uh, you know, you're hoping there. Also, Ryan Fitzpatrick, keep an eye on him if he starts at New Orleans. Jamie said he'd start Fitzpatrick over – he'd probably put Fitzpatrick over Brissett and Cutler. 
but not McCown. Heath, where would you put Fitzpatrick? Behind Brissett and McCown. So then, let me ask you guys, how do you feel about the following players? Drew Stanton at San Francisco. Uh, no. No, okay. C.J. No. Beathard no. against Arizona. All I'm doing here no. is looking at, at teams that give up fantasy points to quarterbacks. No, no. Jared Goff at the Giants. Uh, no. I, I don't hate that. Um, I would, like, he's behind McCown and Brissett, but he's ahead of Cousins. And Eli Manning in that game. No. Okay. No. Manning's behind all of them. Let's go to the running backs. Running backs, so the shallow leagues guys, we didn't talk about these guys, but Deion Lewis, 75% owned. It's, you know, a buy next, a buy this week and then Denver next week, so probably waiting a while before you're comfortable with Deion Lewis, but he's, he's available in 25% of leagues. Marlon Mack, and yeah, look, everything changes if Frank Gore gets traded by the time you hear this podcast or by the time you do your waivers. And Orleans Darkwa, is another guy. These guys are owned in more than 65% of leagues. So is Matt Forte. So it's Lewis, Mac, Darkwa, and Forte. And Heath, your favorite there would be who? I, well, it would be Forte, and then it would be Darkwa. Okay. And, and if Gore gets traded, Marlon Mack becomes a super-duper priority? Yes. All right. Hey, there's a chance Gore gets traded, so let me just ask. Well, why do Why do we, like, who's trading for Frank Gore? There was a... The, the, oh, you know what? It Philly, was the Eagles. Philly was the rumor. <laughs> it was the Eagles. Okay, I'll dial that. I'll dial back on that. You wonder though if um, I mean, would Seattle consider it? They get in for nothing. I don't. Yeah, like I don't think there's any chance that Matt for, Frank Gore is making that situation work any better than Thomas Rolls. Oh, I, I'm not saying for him. I'm saying for Mac. You know. Oh. To open the door for Mac. Right. I don't think Frank Gore going anywhere makes things better for Frank Gore. No, I just I'm, I'm trying to understand from the team that he would be going to. Why are they giving something up pass to have protection. Frank Gore on their team? Pass protection. He's great in pass protection. Yeah, I mean, I think for a rental, like if you're the if you're the Seahawks right now and you're watching Rawls go six carries for minus one yard and and Lacey goes six for one, and McKissick is not really a running back and CJ Procise can't stay healthy. Right. If you could get Frank Gore for a sixth round pick, knowing that you're going to be in the playoffs. You know who should take should take uh, Frank Gore? The Dolphins. Bring him back home. I bet he would study the playbook. Bring him back home. There you go. So forget forget that then. But still, there's long term potential for Marlon Mack. And then we talked Alex Collins, McFadden, and Morris. Other guys on the list: Matt Breida, Chris Ivory, Devontae Booker, Jamie. Um, I, I think I may have missed someone. Uh, tell me if there's anybody else other than Collins and the Cowboys running backs that you're really interested in. I mean, if you got a, an open roster spot, I would speculate on Breida just because the, you know, the 49ers may start to just see what their future is and the touches may start to tilt one way or the other. You know, you saw last week that he, uh, he led them in receiving. Now, Hyde still had more targets and I don't think this is happening anytime soon, but again, you know, they're starting to, uh, get into that mode with the trade that they made. And mm-hmm. if they're not going to re-sign Hyde, you know, why not see if Brita can be a significant contributor for them? Tell me how you feel about these guys. Any level of excitement for the Seattle running back? I know we already did this, but we'll do it again. Seattle running backs with Dwayne Brown's addition. Not unless there's a guy yeah. that they commit to. Oakland running backs other than Lynch. Not that, with him back. That was so gross. Jamal Charles. Not particularly. Danny Woodhead. Not yet. 
Yeah, because like there is the report that he could be back by week 11, but I think that's just saying he's eligible to play by week 11. They have said that they don't expect him to practice this week. Okay. James Conner, 20% own. Yeah. No. All right. You can drop Gillisley, Smallwood, Deontay Foreman, Rob Kelly. Uh, let's go to the wide receivers then, the ones that we have not discussed. We did talk about this group. Juju, Sterling Shepard, Marvin Jones, Sanu, Richard Matthews, and Alan Hearns. And Jamie, you said Matthews and Hearns are at the bottom of that list? Matthews and Hearns are at the bottom of the list, yes. Okay, so the top four are Smith-Schuster, Sterling Shepard, Marvin Jones, and Mohamed Sanu. And I'll still take Shepard first. Over Juju. Yeah, Shepard, I mean, we don't know what, what to expect. His, he just hasn't, he hasn't played really without Beckham other than week one when he was terrible. But I, it, he has had one good play the entire season. That's been, his whole year was a catch and run against the Eagles. Like, I don't, I don't know. 73% own. What do you think, what do you expect from Sterling Shepard? Top 25 wide receiver. Hopefully. This week or going forward? Going forward. Rest of season. And this week. I feel it's more likely to be in PPR. Worried about touchdowns. They suck. Like they never yeah, get mean, in the red zone. We've got it. We've got evidence already of him scoring touchdown every other game. That's what he did last year. No, but he has one touchdown this year. He's well, he's, but he's got nine in twenty career games. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so here are the other guys: Paul Richardson, Robbie Anderson, Corey Davis, Macklin. This week, Macklin. How much do you like him at Tennessee? I like him better than Shepard. Uh, yeah, he's a number three for me. What if Wall? Uh, what if Mike Wallace plays? Still, he's a low end number three for me. Okay, Josh Doxson, Tyler Lockett, Jamison Crowder. It's just a shame for any Redskin that they are at Seattle and home against Minnesota in their next two games. But uh, Tyler Lockett, Jamison Crowder, Marquise Lee. And D.D. Westbrook, for that matter. And Travis Benjamin, who's on a bye this week and really should have had two touchdown passes or catches last week. What a terrible call on that pass interference, offensive pass interference that negated a, a Benjamin touchdown. Big mistake there by the officials. Uh, all right. Any, anything you want to talk about that we have not discussed already, guys? Uh, I, I already mentioned how I felt about Lockett. So, no. Okay. I, I think that the... Richard Matthews, Corey Davis situation is an interesting one. Any of those three guys could be the best Titans wide receiver rest of season. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping it's Corey Davis. So Richardson, I think my favorite's Robbie Anderson. It's kind of a toss-up, Jamie, to you between Anderson and Richardson. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure overall that I'm going too crazy on wide receivers this week. How do you guys feel about that? No, same. Okay. Agreed. Yeah, I I would like to get the guy that goes for like eight percent of my fab budget, whichever one it is. And I don't really care. Similar, like you made the comment last week. So you gets dropped with six teams on a buy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's go to tight ends now. We've got Tyler Croft and Jared Cook in shallower leagues. They're owned in seventy-eight and seventy-three percent of leagues, respectively. Tyler Croft and Jared Cook. Who do you prefer from those two? I like Cook better this week. I like Cook better this week, too. I like Croft better long-term. Cook, it looks like, is actually set up for a pretty nice schedule at Miami, um, a bye, which is bad, but then New England, Denver, and the Giants, and the Chiefs, and Dallas, 
And Phil- actually, other than the bye, I don't see one team on Jared Cook's remaining schedule that is a bad matchup for him. So that's something to keep in mind. Then again, uh, looks like Croft doesn't have a bad one, doesn't have a bad, that bad of a schedule either. So hooray. Other tight ends in, that are more available. We've got, we've got Jack Doyle. That's right. He's, he's our favorite, right? Yep. And then would you go with Vernon Davis or would you go with Tyler Croft or Jared Cook? Um, I would go Cook over Davis. Over Croft. I go Croft, Cook, Davis. Croft, Cook, Davis. Interesting. How come? I feel like Davis is a stud every time he plays and Jordan Reed's hurt. But who knows when Reed's coming back? Oh, what if it's just for this week? Oh, this week, yeah. Uh, I would take uh, Davis over Croft. I'd go Cook, Davis, Croft for this week. But still Doyle first? Yes. Okay. And then, is this the week? Is this the week the Giants keep a tight end out of the end zone as they face the Rams? I don't think it is. I don't feel comfortable projecting which one of them <laughs> is going to score, though. I mean, Higby's the one that's gotten more targets, so I would yeah. take him. Ed Dixon, uh, he's he's not good. And then the tight the Falcons are Dixon's matchup this week, and they're very good against tight ends. Austin Hooper is at Carolina. Ben Watson is at Tennessee. And Heath, you said you kind of like Ben Watson. I like I I expect him to get more than four targets because most games he has, and I think whoever the quarterback is is going to lean on him. I think uh, he's only scored twice, if I'm not mistaken. Both yes. touchdowns have come from Mallet. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. interesting. Okay. We, have we heard anything about Joe Flacco? I believe Harbaugh said that he has a chance to play. That's right. Which is very, very concrete. Yeah. Greg, Greg Olson is 49% or what was it, week 12 for Olson? Yes. Yep. And, uh, and he is supposed to be back uh, at practice this week. Okay. Yeah, uh, Johnu Smith for the Titans if Delaney Walker misses the game. Where would you rank Johnu Smith if Walker's out? I think I, we actually did rank Johnu Smith as if a Walker yeah, was out, right? Top 20. I don't really have a ton of faith. Yeah, I've got him uh 17. Adam Shaheen is 1% owned, and Zach Miller is going to be out for the season. So Shaheen, uh, you know, there's a reason he's last on the list. Jack Doyle's the prize. Vernon Davis is an option. Tyler Croft, Jared Cook. Maybe Cook more suited for this week. Uh, those are the tight ends you're going to really be targeting. Maybe you take a shot on Ben Watson. Hooper, uh, real quick expectations for Hooper this week? I'm Hooper's one of those guys I just want to watch this week. I want to see if the increased targets from last week stick with Sanu still there. Because that was the first game this year, I think, where Sanu's been there and he's gotten more than six targets. More than more two than targets. Two, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, DSTs. We mentioned some earlier. Let's do it again. Jamie, your favorite DSTs for this week are? Cardinals. Um, Titans. Cardinals, Titans, Giants, Lions. And Cardinals, Titans, Giants, Lions. But if the Rams are available, where would you put the Rams? Cardinals, Rams, Titans, Giants, Lions. And if the Saints are available, I'd put them ahead of everybody. I'd put them behind the Cardinals, but I'm with you. Great. And uh, the Lions, as I mentioned, they have Green Bay this week, then Cleveland, then the Bears. So that's three good matchups in a row for them. And Houston is a long shot because they're 85% owned, but a lot of people don't like to carry two DSTs. So you do see uh, teams get dropped. They faced Seattle last week. Houston's 85% owned. They have the Colts, who give up the most fantasy points to DSTs. Do you have any interest in the Raiders? 24% owned at Miami, and Miami gives up the second most fantasy points. 
No, their defense is bad. Yep. I think the Dolphins are going to win that game. All right, that's going to wrap up DST. Let's see if we can fire through. I know it's a long show today, but it makes sense. Had a lot, a lot of content today. See if we can get through some emails real quick. Fantasy football at CBSI.com. Brian says, dear Charlie, Linus, Schroeder, and Franklin. Charlie well, Brown? That's, uh, peanuts, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, 12 team PPR. Should I drop David Johnson to pick up Danny Woodhead? No. Yeah, I don't think that. You're going to stash one. Stash the one that has much more upside. Right. Jason wants to know who's better in a keeper league. Leonard Fournette or Ezekiel Elliott? Well, if the suspension holds, then Zeke will be able to play all 16 games next season without a problem. If the appeal is somehow won by Elliott's side in the NFLPA, then the suspension is probably going to be served next year. So I will take as Elliott if the suspension holds. Yeah, I, it, here's the, like, if you're out of it and you're only considering 2018 and beyond, I would take Elliott. If you factor in 2017 as well, then I would take Fournette. From Brian, dear toothpaste flavored bean boozle, my quarterbacks are Luck and Winston in a 10 team PPR league. Should I give up Melvin Gordon to get Deshaun Watson? I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I get it in, the, in your situation, but that is a haul. That is a lot to give up for Watson. Uh, from Quinn, grade the trade. Give Jarvis Landry and Devontae Adams, get DeAndre Hopkins. A plus. I mean, yeah. like, how did you pull that off? And Eric in Maryland, Tyler Croft or Vernon Davis this week? Uh, Davis. Vern. Come on, Verno. Vern. Come on, Verno. Name that movie. That's pretty bad. Come on, guys. It's Stand By Me. Everybody knows that. We're out of here. Happy Halloween, everybody. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.